We're gabbing. Uh, uh, we're gabbing. We're gabbing. Uh, uh, we're gabbing. We're gabbing. Uh, uh, we're gabbing. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Gabbing with Racy and Heather. Today, we're going to talk about Everything's Trash, the new freeform television show. And we're going to discuss episodes one and two. Yes, we actually had our own little viewing party with two of our friends, and we all loved it. It was fantastic. I I do not think that we are biased whatsoever, and we'll get into that after we discuss the show. Did you look up any reviews? I didn't really look up any reviews. I didn't. As I was waiting to like, you know, for you to send me the text or the email (laughs) with the information to get on the Zoom, um, I started to look it up. And then I thought to myself, like, do I want to do this? Do I want my opinion to be tainted of this show? So fortunately, that's when you texted, like, are we using this? And okay, let me get on. We can look but later. Personally, like yeah, after yeah. after the episodes are aired, we can see what the critics think. Exactly. Even, if they I don't love it, they're I crazy. Am, exactly. Like I'm curious and dying to know, especially looking up certain websites to see what they have to say because I respect those websites. Now, my opinion of the show is simply that it is relatable. It is me pre-marriage, pre-child. Yes, 100%. Am I I sleeping around? Yes. Am I spending money that I do not need to be spending? Yes. Am I hanging out with friends and family that are my peers? Not my mother, not any younger individuals in the family, but, you know, my cousins who are my age. And yes, it's completely, completely relatable. 100%. Agreed. Like, everybody... Or I shouldn't say everybody, but most people have been broke, broke, broke at some point in their life and in denial about that brokenness. And mm-hmm. everybody has done trashy things, whether it's like a one-off or you're consistently trashy. Exactly. I feel like I'm consistently trashy even now with the child. But <laughs> for the record, you're totally not trashy. But you probably think some things are, that you do are trashier than what other people would think, well, too. It's, it's all, what is it, subjective? Yeah. So, you know, and that's, exactly. and that's the interesting thing about, you know, like, we created this podcast to talk about how we feel. And other people may completely disagree with us and give their point of view and completely legitimate point of views. So exactly. It exactly. Is what it is. But what about you? What do you think? I really enjoyed it. I enjoy it more and more each time I watch it. Like a lot of the things, like it's very relatable. I really like the overall relationships between people. I didn't have, I couldn't think of any criticism. I'm curious to see what you thought of the opening scene. Do you remember the opening scene? Because it does go in like, it's a show that does not ease you into things. It like goes in hard because it's that scene where they're going to get plan B or as I love that Phoebe called it plan bye-bye. <laughs> So that scene kind of is like, this is what this show is going to be. Buckle up. Yes, exactly. And I was just like, I was taken aback because it's on television, especially during this climate now. Mm -hmm. Um, But I've been there. (laughs) I have been there, not once, but twice. 
and the person that I was with, you know, he, he was a, he wasn't to the extent that the co-star was acting as though it was like the end of the world or something like, let's like, you know, get other yeah. things to cover this up. I wrote down his name. It's exactly. Apollo. There you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, co-star. I should have my phone next to me for IMDb. I know you're the IMDb <laughs> lady. Get it out. Because I'm trying my best to like remember how I reacted at that moment, and I was like, "I hello, I've I've definitely been there. It is embarrassing for the male counterpart, but not to the extent that Apollo was acting. Fortunately, yeah, yeah. he was definitely to an extreme. But yeah, there is there's some dopey people out there that you're like, "What am I doing?" But yeah, he took it to mm-hmm. extreme. <laughs> I love when she was like, she like looked out of her vagina and was like, do better. <laughs> I was like, I feel like we've all had that conversation with her. Yes, but it's like, I, well, we're always making fun of the men and their private parts, but yeah. we, you know, we're hormonal individuals also. And it's just like, we're not thinking with our brains. We're thinking with another. Area. Yeah, exactly. Like those primal urges are taking over. Exactly. And, you know, just just get it out the way. But then here you are in a pharmacy getting plan B. With somebody that you would not introduce to your friends, most likely, or your family. Or have a child with, period. Yeah. (laughs) Obviously. Yeah. Even the pharmacist was like, you can't have his child. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He's so slow. I really enjoyed the relationship between the brother and the sister like yeah i mean like i feel like i mean we i'm sure we do see it on tv but right now i cannot recall a television show where it's like that unless it's like stranger things go figure going back yeah when i think of sibling relationships yeah stranger things friends i feel like kind of got it with what's his name ross and monica monica thank you Kind of, it's, yeah, it's kind of like we're very different people, but I got your back no matter what. And I love you, like that unconditional love that siblings can have. And then the, exactly. the, the, the bickering and the fighting between siblings, I feel like they were really on point with that. Like when they had the argument about Gal Gadot or Godot, however you want to pronounce it. Yeah. Um, I was like, I basically had that fight with my brother, just like on a different subject. Like when she went up to him and was like, are you his publicist? Shut up. And then walked away. I was like, that is legit brother, sister (laughs) fighting right there. It is cute. It is cute. I'm like 100% totally involved in their relationship. I'm 100% involved in Phoebe's relationship with Malika. And like it's like everything just seems so genuine. Yeah. To me. We know that they're actors, we know that they are actually not related to each other, but it's just that they, they must be a comfortable cast. They must have a great relationship in order for it to make it so believable. Yeah, like the chemistry is there. Definitely. So, and the same with the yeah. other relationships too. Maybe we might have like the next set of friends on here. What? You know what I'm saying? The next set of friends. 
Oh, yeah, it could be. Because, yeah, like, the, the chemistry is awesome like that. Like, because you had, like, uh, Phoebe and Michael, like, when they were sitting on the park bench and they were, like, making up stories about people. Like, I've sat on park benches with friends and have done that. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the... Uh, relationship with Phoebe and Malika like Malika is like totally that friend that everybody needs you're one of those friends to me I feel like where like they have your back no matter what but then they're gonna call you out on your shit when you need them to call you out on your shit is that really me damn (laughs) I feel like not that often but I feel like you've called me out on my shit before (laughs) okay all right when I needed it I, I think we all need, you're right, we all need somebody like that. Yeah. And I think if you're close enough with an individual, you'll feel comfortable enough to say, mm-hmm. hey, this, this, and that, and that, to give you perspective. Yeah. Like, oh, you're just going to go, oh my God, God knows what the heck you're going to be doing with your life. Yeah. You need somebody to rear you back in big time. Yeah. So the relationships are definitely on point situation with Malika oh my gosh so one of the questions I wrote down was do you think she secretly actually likes him she does act like it because yeah like when they're going out of the bar and he's Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. he makes some comment about their kids and whatever and she's like shut up and she walks away like the look on her face I was like she likes it (laughs) it's like she I, I completely agree with you because it was just not aggressive enough for me. Yeah. She wasn't cursing him out. Yeah, like it's she almost, obviously didn't mind it. Exactly. I mean, maybe she thinks it's a compliment to her and she likes hearing it. Yeah. So she is interested or she's just like, okay. Or he's like, yeah. About myself and just yeah, like this little joker guy makes me feel good like he's harmless it could be that type of situation i guess time will tell exactly we shall see um how many episodes is it now that we're talking about time will tell tonight is episode three three is 10 episodes i think it's 10 episodes okay so we have seven eight more it's it's interesting it's 10 episodes and according to imdb here we go. August, exactly. Our, our <laughs> friends at IMDb. Um, episode five airs August 3rd. And then after that, it just continues to say 2022. So I don't know if they're breaking it because it is cable television and they tend to break things. Oh, I forgot parts. they do that on like cable television. They do. I find it odd though because it's 10 episodes. Like why not? yeah one shot or maybe imdb is doesn't have all of the information just yet i don't know i wonder if they do that with new shows because you know how sometimes new shows get canceled before they even like finish their first season it is not like going to happen in this case, that's though. that's not going to happen but the mm-hmm. reason i thought of that is because the actor who plays michael is on this show that i really like called sunny side and really? all kinds of nonsense happened with Sunnyside, where it was on, what is Peacock? Is that NBC? Yes. It was on NBC, and I think they showed, like, the first three episodes or something like that. And then they moved it to the Peacock app away from 
their standard Ugh. station. And they aired some of it on Peacock. And then and I don't even know if they finished the first season on Peacock. Then they took it off of Peacock. And now you have Absolutely to pay for it. So like you, so I watched it on Amazon, but you have to either pay for Amazon or YouTube to watch it. Let me have a look here, sunny side. Oh. So if you ever want to watch it, I can give you my Amazon login. Oh, we got Amazon. Yeah. But you have to pay, like you have to pay for it. It's not part of the prime, mm. which is extra annoying. But it's a really funny show. Cal Creator. I'm actually, I'm, now I'm curious because I'm on the Sunnyside page on IMDb and it has the Dominican flag on one of the letters. The letter X. Yeah, one so, of the characters, is Dominican. characters is Dominican. Dominican. Esmeralda. Yeah. Esmeralda is Dominican. I, I, I guess is the one that the lady has an American flag in her hand, but okay. Uh, it doesn't matter. It's just, it's very hard to, to know that a character is Dominican. So, yay. yeah. Well, now so I the premise, very, very curious. we're getting distracted a little bit, but the premise of the show yeah. is that Cal Penn, who do you know who that is from Howard and Kumar fame and he worked yes, for the I White do. House and stuff. So he is a disgraced politician, like local politician. I think he was like a borough council person or something like that. He is part of his plan to try to help his reputation get back so that he can run for office again is he's going to help this group of uh, people that are trying to get their citizenship. So it's like a group of, I think it's like five, I think it's five or six people and they're all from different countries and they all have totally different situations. And so he's like trying to help them uh, with their citizenship classes and doing their paperwork and all that. And it's a comedy. So it's like a comedy sitcom. So it's really funny. So the Dominican, her name is Esmeralda and she's like, so funny. She's like the, the nicest, most thoughtful person. And she's got like a million jobs. Like that's part of the comedy. Like every time they're sitting, having a meeting or whatever, she's like, oh, okay, my break's over. I got to get back to work. And all of a sudden she's like, working at the library she's working for fedex she's like working at this bar and um she's doing what she needs yeah to do exactly to she's by. he's hustling and um oh her son is hilarious he's not in it that much but he does this like off broadway play that's supposed to be like hamilton but it's for roger mondale is that his name who ran for president back in like 1969 or something like that. Um, so yeah. So then there's this guy, Hakeem, who's from Ethiopia, who was a doctor, a surgeon in Ethiopia. And now he drives a cab. Um, there's uh, Brady is the character that, oh God, what is Michael's actor's name? Moses. I will tell you. Moses. I'm so bad with Moses. The name of the actor is Moses Storm, and the character is called Brady. Yeah, so Brady is a dreamer. He grows up thinking he's a citizen, and then when he goes to get a driver's license, he finds out that his parents came over here on a visa and um, let their visa expire, and that he's not a citizen. And then there's these twins, who I'm totally blanking on their names, but they're like, uber rich and like absurd because they've never had to do anything for themselves is maylene and joan who no yeah 
that they're just like yeah and they're just completely over the top like uh they offer cal pet's character oh that's right okay so i said esmeralda because there's this one scene like this one episode where she's going undercover to help hakeem and she makes up this uh this character esmeralda (laughs) who's from a different part of the dominican republic and then like the guy that she's trying to fool is like your accent isn't from that part of dr you're from this (laughs) one It's pretty I funny. Feel like, yeah, I feel like I need to, yeah, watch the show. So yeah, and it but it brings right. up a whole lot of really important topics around immigration and like the process. I think I, I, I think I see why it's probably no longer yeah. on television because nobody wants. But to it was it was that. really good. So it only got one season. I was really you disappointed. Know what's, you that. know what's interesting? I, we have completely veered off topic here, but you know, I I like looked up uh, how we do what we do all the time. Exactly, uh, Diana. Di, di, let me say it in Spanish. Diana Maria Riva is uh, Esmeralda slash Griselda on Sunnyside. She is starring in this show that I I posted on Instagram and then completely forgot about called Gordita Chronicles, which is about a Dominican family back in the 1980s. And I have to see it. I have to see it. What is it on? Um, It is on HBO Max. Okay. And I don't know if it started already, but I feel like I need to promote it. So I am going to see if I check it out. It started back in June. Oh my goodness. We're like June 23rd. It was all released. It was yeah. all dumped. Was it renewed? Because I am very much against watching something that has been canceled. I can understand that, especially if they don't know. So they don't really have a chance to continue, like kind of wrap it up. Exactly. Or wrap it up in a good way. So I'm going to bring it back to everything's trash. So between... Moses Storm and Phoebe Robinson, I knew the show was going to be funny going into it because there is like, like when you first meet Brady on Sunnyside, like he's explaining to Cal Penn how like he didn't know that he wasn't a citizen. And he says something that he's like, he explains that he's from Moldova and Cal Penn is like, I'm not going to give this line justice, but Cal Penn's like, where is Moldova? And he's, and uh, Brady's like, how the hell am I supposed to know? Do I look like a book? And just the way he nailed that line, I was like, I love this guy. <laughs> so I was like, okay, he's really funny and he's yeah. on this show. And then Phoebe Robinson, like her books and on two dope queens and stuff. Like she has her book, everything's trash, and but that's okay. Uh, she's just hilarious. Like she's, she's like a great podcaster. She's a great actor and she's like a great writer. Like she does, she's a humorist. And so, yeah, like those two people and then add in everybody else in the cast, like that cast is fantastic. They are fantastic. Like right now we're looking at uh, Phoebe Hill uh, doing the promo for her brother because his original promo, Jaden Hill, was not working. And it's just that was just like the sweet. It's just like the sweetest thing. I just I yeah. really, really love their relationship. I don't have a brother, so it kind of makes me wish I had a brother. Yeah, you know, I have I a mean, brother. Well, I mean, I 
I have I have brothers, but I wasn't I yeah. was not raised with my brothers. So you don't have that the closest thing. The closest thing banter. I can say are my cousins, and I do have banter with my cousin. Yeah, but there is that distinction, you know. And I just mm-hmm. I just love seeing them together. It's like yeah, it's it's a good it's a positive representation of the brother sister relationship. Because sometimes it's either not, like, realistic or, like, it's not a positive representation. So it's good or that they exaggerate it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they, like, make too much fun of the relationship. Yeah. So, so it's a great... part of the matter. So that was now, awesome. That was. Now, I'm trying to think episode two, because I feel like we talked mostly about the introductory episode. Well, wait a minute. We missed a big thing, though, in the introductory introduction well so a couple things so this is like minor but you talked about the promo the promo that his staff person did was so like obnoxiously indie filmmaker (laughs) that i was like that's and here we are anyway yeah it's just and with the black and white film and yeah so that just cracked me up i don't even know like me personally i don't even know what to say about it is just, it's and, just and that, that's the whole film. point the whole point it was just like speechless yeah so, it makes yeah. you scratch your head so the other two things was the daughter Jaden and Jesse's daughter I hope we see more of her because the little we saw of her was hilarious like yeah, when she's talking about them making yeah. a murder and then at the end where she's like dad that's not it <laughs> so i hope that we see more of her but like the big thing from the episode one that we haven't talked about is the double standard how everybody gave her shit for sleeping with hamilton oh but nobody gave Mm -hmm. him shit about anything like it was all put on her nobody Mm -hmm. had her back and how Mm -hmm. messed up that is Mm -hmm. and even when she called it out people didn't like pay attention so, because that's the society yeah. that we live in. I yeah. it went over my head. Well, I was just I was just annoyed. I'm like, why does she have to put herself out there to apologize for yeah. sleeping with the opponent's with communications director? She yeah, like why she wants to do? What's the big deal? If that's a problem, why is he not fired for sleeping with the opponent's mm-hmm. sister? Mm-hmm. And, like, she called out her brother on it, and he didn't apologize. Like, she had to go be the peacekeeper and make that promo for him. And then she called out all her fans, and they didn't, like, recognize that. Like, that's BF. But it's not surprising. Yeah, it's realistic. It really, really is. Yeah. So, I liked, I mean... It might have gone over some people's heads, but like I think still in the back of their mind, because she shouted it out, like you're you're gonna absorb that. Like, yeah, that is messed up that that happened. At least that's hopefully. Well, you have the opportunity kind of to rewatch it again. I mean, I watched it with you guys, and I was like, time. in awe of what I was seeing. And I was like, oh my god, this is beautiful based on television that I used to see like almost all the time, and I'm just right. it on television. So. Um, Yeah, it was, like, I feel like the first time didn't count because, like, yeah, we were in awe. And then I had my fiasco with the first pipe, so I kept, like, running out of the room. Yes. So I don't think the first time counted. 
there was a lot going on, a lot going on. And I, I you know, I especially like the second episode more because we do see this uh, Malika character a lot more. And it's just wonderful seeing yeah. Malika on the television screen. Yeah. It's freaking fantastic. And she, she really does bring some spice into the show, I think. A different she, type of spice. Yeah, she's great. I really, really do think so. She's she's definitely, like you said, the that that best friend mm-hmm. that will call you out, that will rear you back in and center you so that you are focused and need to be doing what you need to be doing. But and then also let you be you. Yeah. Yes. Applause you for everything that you have accomplished that you've done. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Fantastic. Exactly. But, oh. I don't know what else to say. I'm just ooh, so happy. Yeah. Mm. I'm just looking at my... I didn't write as many notes for uh, for episode two. You, you, you know why? Because it's relatable and you don't want to have to relive it. <laughs> That's why you didn't write that many notes. But it is... Yeah, just, although being being at a photo shoot is not relatable. <laughs> With an owl. That, well, that, that, that is true. That what is was the owl's name? Archimedes? <laughs> Was it? Called? Yeah, I think so. It was yeah, something with an A. So. It was Ar- yeah. I think. Well, I think. I think. Or Artemis. Here, Art. Uh, let, let me go on IG. The. Oh my God! I just love how I like. I, I have no idea how to work this thing whatsoever. As much as I think I I do, Archimedes. Real Archimedes. name Boogie, aka best owl name ever. Her is Cash. So, yeah. Archimedes is the name. That's actually a, quite the name for uh, for an owl or for anyone. Yeah. Um, I lost my train of thought. Good lord. Uh, but like I said, it, yeah. it, it is relatable. We've all been there. Yeah. We've all been, you know. Well, it's and that that part is very relatable in that it kind of ties in with the one of the things I did write down, which is about the masturbation. It's relatable in that, like, everybody tries to make themselves look like they're doing better than they actually are. And you see that a lot with the whole, like, social media. Like, somebody's life could be completely falling apart. Like, I know somebody that their life was completely falling apart. Like, their husband was cheating. They're, like, they were having problems with their kids. Like, their, their marriage... And their household was falling apart. And if you look on their social media, it looked like they were having, like, the best time ever. They were constantly at the spa with their girlfriends and, like, going on vacations and things like that. But meanwhile, like, their life is falling apart. Um, So, yeah, like, and, like, at the end, Phoebe has to, like, be like, yo, that was all fake. I'm sorry. That wasn't... (laughs) That wasn't what she was actually. She had to say it. Well, I mean, you, you do have a responsibility to the people who follow you, I suppose, because you don't want to lie to them. And then they're trying their hardest that they can't. Keeping up with the Joneses is not a good idea whatsoever. If you're doing it because, you know, you want this and you want that, you know, if it's a personal thing, I feel like that might be different. But you need to be conscious of the fact that you're spending too much money. You're doing a little bit too much than you need to be doing. But if you're just trying to show people that you're doing well, I, I just, there has to be a psychological yeah. aspect to it that um, I personally 
don't know about, you know, like there are people who spend too much and they become bankrupt. Like there, there has to be something that goes along with that, that makes you just want to just spend so much to the point where you, you, you need to declare bankruptcy. Well, what I would see as like a good example of what's going on with that now in real life, and I'm going to say this statement, acknowledging that I don't follow this person. I really don't know much about them, but it makes me think of Kim Kardashian and how it's like everything looks so fabulous and stuff like that. And then hear all this stuff about her marriage and Kanye, like not wanting to let go of their relationship and things like that happening and how it like, right. There's so much going on in the background that nobody knows about. And we really don't need to know about. No. Well, you need to like, I feel like, did you see what Trevor Noah said about that? Uh, I'll try to send it to you. He, he kind of like stepped in and was like, and I guess he got some shit about it from Kanye, but he basically was like, internet, knock it off. This is one of the most powerful women in the world. If she's having issues where she's not safe from an ex, like how, how's anybody else supposed to stay safe from an ex? And you don't want to be the person that mocks somebody that is in a situation like that. And then something tragic happens. And he brought it back to his mother. Do you know his story with his mother? I started reading the book two years ago and I have not finished it. But did you get to that part? Okay. So the long story short, his mother was in, they're going to make a movie about it. Um, his mother was in an abusive relationship with his stepfather and no, and he, he talks about this in the book. And then he talked about it in this segment he did about Kim Kardashian, where his, um, his mother kept going to people saying that he was abusing her, going to the police. Everyone was saying like, Oh, well, what are you doing to instigate it? Like, he's your husband, just go home. Like, it's fine. And, uh, then, he gets a phone call from his brother saying, mom's in the hospital. She's been shot in the head. I, I was just about yeah. to say, oh, she got shot in the head. I think he mentions it early on in the book. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. And Probably. I have not gotten far. It's, it's actually a very good book. I just, me and it reading, uh, I haven't gone far. And God just help like, me, I've, I've, I'm on book seven of Bridgerton. I've. Blame it on the kid. My priorities. My priorities. <laughs> You're a mother. Need, it's all I his fault. I have an Avon book in my life. Um, Just blame it on Fitzy. Oh, I'll, I'll blame it on Fitzy, yes. <laughs> Great nickname. Great nickname. Keeping his private life private. Mm-hmm. Tying in with how you try to make everything look so amazing on the outside, it ties in with that scene where Michael walks in and he's like, what do you, what is that? And she pretends like she's about to start masturbating mm-hmm. because like masturbation is less embarrassing than your friend finding out that you have like a whole bunch of debt. And like, what does that say about like our society that like people are so embarrassed by their financial situation? Like do, do not even get me started. Like we wouldn't even be in this situation if the fact that People have to use credit cards in order to have anything and everything on mm-hmm. this in in the U.S. I don't know about outside of the U.S., but in the U.S. Yeah, everything is so credit-based and loan-based and 
getting yourself in debt, like the first thing that you do as an adult is you rack up student loan debt. And you also, they, they apply you with tons and tons of credit cards. It is so easy when you're 18 to get a credit card. Mm-hmm. And your brain is not fully functional. Yeah. I, I had, I had zero loan. They paid off everything, state, federal, everything. My college education was free. Thank you, state and federal. But I got that credit card, and that's when things just went downhill for such a long time because I just wanted to, I wanted this, I wanted that, bop, 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 bop. So I, that's why I completely, completely understand Phoebe's character. Yeah. You just, you just, oh, and living in New oh, York, let me forget play. about it. Yes, yes, yes. I lo- when I left New York, I had so much debt. Like I don't, I only have my student loans now, but I like my credit cards were all maxed out. Because and like we, we weren't living out. off we the highlight though. No, we weren't. We weren't. <laughs> we weren't going to any expensive restaurants all the time. We weren't going yeah. out every night. We, we were going to like free movies on the pier and like picking up snacks from the grocery store and stuff. But somehow, some way, everything just added up. It's amazing. Like, I mean, to this day, the only thing I know that I spent my money on that I can remember is either travel, which I get, you know, great, great experience, right? And NSYNC. So NSYNC, I made them, along with God knows how many other individuals, the famous and rich people that they are. Meanwhile, I'm still broke. (laughs) (laughs) NSYNC, give her money. Thank you, NSYNC. Shoot, I still love you guys. Or at least hang out with her. Exactly. Come over. Uptown, baby. But come up by on 25th. There's lots of cool people up there. Yes. Um, Oh, and they brought up Black Excellence. Like, I just, Mm -hmm. like, 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 I love this. And (laughs) Michael's saying he's an ally. Like, it's it's just so, like. There's so many little things. Yeah, and it's so relatable. You know, yeah. somebody who is of color to, to have a friend who's an ally. It's like mm-hmm. wait, someone who will have your back because Michael would have your back. I mean, also, he's in love with Malika. He has to have yeah. her back. Well, and the ally was like slipped in there so nonchalantly. It wasn't they didn't make a big deal about it. So exactly. it's like, OK, this is a normal thing that should be happening. Like exactly. if you have friends. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and there was a, there were just there were so many little things. One thing I had to look up, and I'm not sure if I fully understand it, if this was the reference or not. Did you hear where Michael said to Malika, like, "I won't make potato salad with raisins"? I I'm pretty sure it was brought up for a reason, but I don't know what that reason uh-huh. is, especially since so, I'm not a cook. <laughs> yeah, so I tried to look it up, and apparently, and I don't know if this was the reference or if there's another reference out there but apparently on saturday night live there's um they have the black jeopardy segment have you heard of that yes yes okay so uh, on, quote unquote steve harvey <laughs> yeah so on one of those episodes like uh they were talking about like the karen and there was some reference to like oh that's like a a person that comes to the picnic with uh, potato salad with raisins in it and so after that episode it became like a meme where like uh, raisin potato salad was 
let me see if I can remember this. It meant it was like slang for a white person that kind of, I think it was like they interject too much on a topic, like they over, oh. I can't look it up because it's on my phone. Let me see if I can see it. Okay. Well, you go see it. I'm completely distracted by the fact that Michael has entered the room with what I can only presume is, I, I have no idea. He's all shiny. It could be oil. Oh, it could be. He's straight out of the shower. It looks like oil, but I think it's supposed to be water. He's like, oh, I, oh, are you doing your photo shoot now? Yes, yes, yes. You're absolutely right. Oh, my God. I took it. So this is why I need to rewatch it, because I this whole entire time, I didn't even notice how. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, my God. Love it, love it, love it. So I'm just looking at the meme. You know what is interesting Mm -hmm. about this? That, you know, there's obviously a kind of like a competition, you know, podcast versus podcast. And that's why she is trying to find a better place to have her photo shoot. Yeah. It's another form of competition. And it's just, and it's all social media related. And pitting people against each other. Yeah. And yeah. And, like, people trying to claw themselves from the bottom to the top. Um, I don't know. But I'm enjoying watching the actress, Takara Cash, on my television screen. Yes. I love it. Yeah. Takara Cash forever. Oh, I just found it. What, okay. What, so what, what? it is internet slang. The raisin potato salad is an internet slang term to describe describe unnecessary actions taken by white people usually adding their spin on examples of black popular culture culture i can speak interesting and it was um chadwick boseman was the one on black jeopardy who termed the phrase r.i.p r.i.p and apparently i don't follow taylor swift but somebody (laughs) That raises a potato salad, but make it music about her album. So that's kind of hard. <laughs> I like Taylor. There were, for a long time, I didn't want to, and I just she does, yeah. I she does a couple of things that are a bit. She a has bit, like, like, a couple of her albums, and I'm like, okay, you got it, girl. Good, you got it. Yeah, she's definitely. I don't particularly like her um her music too much or her voice in particular but like she's a good songwriter and she's an amazing business person like the fact that she grew up she grew up in the business and she definitely like made a lot of mistakes because she didn't have good people around her necessarily like she didn't not good people but she didn't have she didn't have the right people like some issues happened but like she learned from them and now she's like she's amazing at her business she's amazing at branding i just mean like do you know the whole debacle with her songs um, and why she, has, she had to release her albums yes i do I yeah do. so like she didn't have a good lawyer to, to help her with those things when she was a teenager and that was like a hard lesson so like whenever people ask her for advice she's like make sure you have a good lawyer a good business manager you have a good lawyer that's the question yeah exactly especially when you're like 16 17 years old exactly like you don't know any of these things okay my ears can't take the earbuds anymore okay so speaking of like not allies and 
people that kind of suck a little bit. The Brooklyn Dads. <laughs> like, I don't know if you have any thoughts about them, but I, just, I made I, note of, like, you know when they, like, come in and they're like, oh, we're getting some noise bleed. And then the guy's like, we would never silence women, but shh. Like, yeah. literally, you're silencing women saying that you yeah. never silence. Like, shut up. That was all, all, all intentional, obviously. Yeah. And then they're using their cute little kids. Oh, yeah. I love, them. I think Takara Malika was like, weaponized cuteness. And I was like, that's exactly it. And then, like, did you catch the part where the one guy was like, I'm so grateful my wife's pregnancy almost killed her? I did not catch that. I must have been, like, enamored by something else. Like, that was, like, it was actually right after they shushed her. It was the same guy. And it was when they found out they were going to be part of the photo shoot as well. And the one guy is like, see, I told you that the male perspective on postpartum is a missed mm-hmm. situation and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's when he's like, I'm so glad my wife's pregnancy almost killed her. And I was nah. just like, are you nah. kidding me? And, 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 uh, well, that, that goes to show how much of an asshole he is. Yeah. And it's because like, postpartum okay. Postpartum should affect men. And I will actually yeah. bring in my friend Arian and his book, Talk That. Um <laughs> Which maybe you oh, should read. I need to read I, it. I think I looked up I, to see where read. you could get it. But yeah, so like the the Brooklyn Dads, I was like, okay, so not only are you co-opting your wife's story and like taking away their voice, but you're shushing these women. And like you had said, like there, there is actually a valid male perspective for postpartum, but you can do that without eliminating the other person's voice. Without being an asshole. Yeah. I'll just say it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should have Arian on to talk about his book. Of course. And I'm have. sure, since I didn't read it, but I'm sure like he did not take away his wife's voice in his chapter. Arian would never dare. No. He would never dare. And, He's and too much and, of a gentleman. No, he is a gentleman. And and everyone's perspective is again important. It's valid in its own way, even if we do not agree with it vehemently. Disagree. Yeah. But, um and that that's the thing about competition, right? Mm-hmm. Like well, was it even a competition? This photo I shoot? think so. I think well I think it cover? was I think it was for the cover, yeah. So they were all going to be in it. It was just who got the cover. Exactly. And it's just like. But instead, it should have been here are these three, at least that we know of, very valid podcasts that talk about important things. Because you also had those crazy true crime ladies. Yes. That were. I don't even <laughs> I, know what to say about them because that was I, very uncomfortable. I, 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 yeah. I was just like, what? Okay. I listen um, to true crime and I don't know any true podcasters that are like that. So that was definitely like extreme. It definitely was. Yeah. That's why I think we have nothing to say about them. But but you know what? That is a reality. There are extreme individuals yeah. out there. That's true. I that. they're probably I mean, there's probably like the Alex Jones or what's his name? Rogan versions of true pot true crime podcast. I just don't listen to them because they're too far. They're too far over the edge. That says a lot. 
Yeah. I mean, there, there's an audience for everybody, so. Yes, exactly. There's that. What else? 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 Dear, everything's trash that we have. Yeah, I'm just, I'm excited that the next episode is in less than an hour. It is. It really is. I just, yeah, I can't wait for more episodes to come out. Like, there's certain things I'm keeping an eye out for. Oh, really? Do tell. Well, I, you know, I think we are going to see the communications director again. Yeah. Because, yeah, there was that whole, like, I can't wait to get caught text. Exactly. And we are just going to have to wait because I'm sure it's going to be a bumpy ride. Yeah. Well, there was like some photos of outfits and stuff that I saw that I'm like, I want to keep a lookout for them. So I can be like, oh, that's that shirt, that skirt and whatnot. Oh, Diane Raphael is in this. I like her. June Diane Raphael. She is in, I'm drawing a blank on the name, Grace and Frankie on Netflix. She plays one of the daughters of Jane Fonda. Oh, which, and Frankie. oh, well, she's got to be the one that's not Brooklyn Zecker, because isn't that the other one? Exactly. Okay, I like her. She's also in... Maybe she's in a lot of things. Oh, what is that TV show with Topher Grace? Mm-hmm. With the, where it's like him and his siblings? I will look it up. Not that, not that it's going to help, but she has I'm, 91 television shows under her belt. Or oh, does she? Slash, okay. Slash movies, I'm assuming. I have no idea. There's home economics. She's in home economics of everything trash. Why didn't nobody tell me? Oh. Okay. Yeah, so home economics is what I'm thinking of. She plays the oh, vice okay. principal um, that kind of, I put d- in quote, dates, has a relationship, a sexual relationship with one of the siblings. Mm, okay. I don't have think her character would approve of me using the word date. Oh, really? Because? She wanted it to be very casual on the show. Oh, okay. So dating is not even. Yeah. And he caught feelings, and so they broke up. Spoilers. Okay. I think it was last season. I feel, so if you haven't I, seen you know, it. I, I mean, it seems like her character on Grace and Frankie. So I'm wondering if she's kind yeah. of like, she's from Long Island. I got those vibes. Although she caught definite feelings in Grace and Frankly, Frankie, are you caught up with that show? You know, in the past week, twice, I've told myself, oh, I have to finish Grace and Frankie because I have not finished it. I saw the first half. I just need to finish the second half. That's it. Okay. I just recently caught up with it. I, I, started, had to, I started watching. Yeah. I started watching the second half with Lucy. Okay. I didn't know Lucy was watched it. She knows. Okay. Her and her mother. Yeah, so I actually, I just finished it recently because that was the show, one of the shows I would always watch with my mom. So I need it, like, I need it to wait. I was like, I'm not emotionally prepared to finish it. So I finally did finish it. I, I, maybe I'm not ready to finish watching it because it's such a good show. Yeah. Genuinely a very good show. And I I know I'm always, like, amping television shows up. Like, this is great, this is great. But it's, 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 some, some of these shows are really good and people should take the opportunity to watch them like everything's trash like I know it's only been two episodes but it's just especially for people who um, are nostalgic I have to say or living yeah. or, or living it at the moment like yeah. 
Well, also, like they all, they going back to the relationships, they all have those like really relatable, strong relationships. Like, I like, I feel like I can be a little bit of a stick up the ass, like Jane Fonda's character. And I have friends that are so much like Frankie that I'm just. That they pull me they pull me out of that they force me out of that i thought you were gonna say stick up the mud like jaden hill's wife jesse on everything's trust because she seems like as though she's very oh, like yeah. boom 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 she's yeah but you could see that with like pound it in her and like they try to like pull that out <laughs> yes and i for whatever reason I was just so happy to know that she's like Nigerian. I'm like, okay, we're exploring different ethnicities yeah. that we don't hear about at all yeah. on television, at least not what I'm watching. So I was like, yes, all right, she's Nigerian. This is fantastic. I don't know and- anyone who's Nigerian, but I was happy. Oh, yeah. Wow. So she is a great character, and her and Jaden together had really good chemistry, and were like, they were kind of. Both very serious. <laughs> Both very serious. It's it's no surprise that they found each other. Yeah. Yeah, kinda like perfect fit. Exactly. And uh but then she kinda like she did try to kinda be like, Hey, what are you doing? Like like she seemed to realize more how messed up the situation was with the crap that Phoebe was getting mm-hmm. than anyone else. Like, where her brother wasn't seeing it. Like, she was kind of, like... She started to be like, oh, well, maybe you shouldn't be around us because there's issues. But then, like, when Phoebe actually spoke, she you could tell, like, she was listening and that she was understanding. Just like siblings, like, it would make sense for Jaden to, like, just put aside Phoebe's emotions and be like, okay, well, you know, this is about me and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Like, he's not even thinking about that. And, of course, as a man. I don't like what are you talking about I don't see that but it was very like you said double standard yeah yeah which he had to apologize for no and uh yeah so Jesse at least seemed to like be like while she didn't openly be like oh no you're totally right she was like hey don't be like that I forget exactly what she said but she Mm -hmm. was basically like to Jaden like no don't be like that like probably like take a to your sister yeah and that's that because he's uptight he's wound up tight yeah they are are the complete opposites I will say that Mm -hmm. seemingly as of now you know like they're brother and sister but they're their own individuals and they are completely the opposite Mm -hmm. they are and it's almost like um Jesse and Malika are more like in the middle of the two maybe that's where how they help even the two of them out a little bit Yes, and that seems to make absolute sense. That they would find, like, they're not to say that Malika is Phoebe's counterpart, but she is her best friend. Like, they find individuals that they are connecting with that bring them down a notch when they're a Mm -hmm. little bit too much. Yeah. Go back, they call them out for their crap. Exactly. Ta da! Yay! Good show. We need, what do you think, 15 seasons and a movie? I think so. <laughs> Why not? Is there a show that should actually have 15 seasons? I, yes, Supernatural. 
Uh, it worked out at the end, but <laughs> I feel like everybody agreed that it probably should have ended after season four. <laughs> I I said for a long time that it should have ended at season five. But is then, it season five where Michael and Lucifer fight? I thought I it was that in season four. I don't remember. It might have okay. been. But I, but, but I mean, for the longest time, I've been saying season five. So there has to be something about season five. All right. And I just think that, I, not that I think, I know that at the end, I was like, oh, I'm so glad I, I was wrong. Maybe it, sh- it didn't yeah. have to end right. in season five. Like, do you want you mentioned at the beginning that you'll mention it afterwards about why like uh what our connection is to the show we never actually explicitly I think I, I feel like we we may have given it away but our connection to the show everything's trash is that we know Takara Cash who plays the actress oh I'm Malika. sorry plays the producer yeah Malika Joe on this show exactly so and she just as amazing in person as she, she is on the show. Is, she is. If you think she's fantastic on the television show, she is fantastic in real life. We absolutely yeah. adore her. We love her. Um, we won't get into much details as to how we know yeah. her, but it's been it's been a hot minute, like plus years. Yes. It's been yeah. It's probably been has it been close to fifteen years at this point. I the, 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 I think I started when I was two thousand seven. No, I was twenty six. I was twenty six. Don't age yourself right now. I so what am you aging myself. I don't care. So, oh no, I guess it would have been. Would it have been like two thousand seven or two thousand eight? Okay, so then okay, no, that seems about right. So twenty six, twenty seven. Yeah. So I'm you know, the ten, Yeah, so uh, it's been at least twelve years. Exactly. No wait, can I do math? Two thousand eight it's it's been close to fifteen years. Can you believe it? Please. Jesus. Right. Time really flies. Yeah. So we've we've had the pleasure of knowing Takara for close to fifteen years. Close to fifteen years. And in terms of being close to Takara, it's we've we we've been through things with Takara. We've gone out, we've hung out, yeah, had dinner, lunch, alcohol, non-alcohol. We've all seen each other through different traumas. Exactly, exactly. We definitely have, and so that's why we are so proud to see her accomplishing yeah. her dreams. And it's about damn time to quote Lizzo. It is about damn time. Yes. Because we knew that this, she was going to be a star that shined back when we first met her. Yes. New York didn't appreciate her. So she had to fly out to LA and that's where she landed. They started to appreciate her for a second when she was on Broadway, but then like the pandemic happened. (laughs) Tell me about it. The pandemic happened and everything just fell apart. Yeah. Everyone, however, it during the out. pandemic, yes. Just she hustled. Out. She moved to LA. She was hustling out there. Like she was doing so many things. And, and here uh, we are. it's all coming together, finally. Talking about Ms. Takara Cash, which I hope she appreciates <laughs> what we've said so far. She <laughs> She's the most appreciative, like, genuine kind person she She always is like so grateful for everyone and everything in her life which is like there's there's not that many people that you can say that about 
people always have something they want to complain about. I don't think I've ever heard her complain about anything. And she had every right to complain about certain things. You know, I think you're absolutely right. I don't think I've ever heard Takara complain about anything. Yeah. I'm pouring myself a little bit more, even though I should really be getting my butt to bed. What's she drinking? We didn't talk about that. I'm drinking Coke to Rose. I am drinking uh, rosé wine, Wolf Wolf for Estate, that the Hubster got because it's Long Island. He wanted to promote local. All right, everybody. That's going to wrap it up for today. We will be back. Everybody have a great day and go watch Everything's Trash and drink some wine with your friends. Yeah. Rosé time. Rosé time. This is Gavin. We're Gavin. Uh, uh, we're Gavin. We're Gavin. Uh, uh, we're Gavin. We're Gavin. Uh, uh, we're Gavin.